Hello there, and welcome to the Big Boss Book Club. Thank you for listening to the Big Boss Book Club. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Boss Book Club, Twitter at Big Boss 010, and on Facebook at Big Boss Book Club. Uh, you can support the show by giving us a follow on any of those social media platforms, uh, a review on any of the platforms that the podcast is available, such as uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, and Google Podcasts, as an example. You can also subscribe to the show on any of those platforms as well, so you get the show sent straight to you on its release. Um, our link tree is also available on our Instagram and Twitter accounts. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we are quickly approaching the end of this series. <clears throat> Thank you so much for everyone who's been keeping keeping on and, and staying with us. Wanted to do a, a bit of a offshoot in terms of uh, the direction we usually go. Very interesting episode this week. I'm going to be joined again by a special guest to chat about one of my and one of his uh, favourite animated movies probably ever, which is the uh, original Transformers movie from way back in 1986. Um, Again, going to be joined by a series regular and the EVP of audio production for the uh, the Big Boss Book Club, uh, my good friend Jim. I'll get him on in a, a moment. So what we're going to do is essentially we're going to go through the uh, the plot of the film, um, some ups and downs of the film, and of course something we, we all genuinely love, uh, the soundtrack. <laughs> so first of all, I'll bring him on. Jim, how's it going, brother? Very well, thank you for having me again, and thank you for letting me come on and talk about, I should say, one of my favourite films from basically, well, it's from before I was born, this film, and it's something I've enjoyed since as long as I've known TV. Yeah, yeah. So I do have a few questions for you before we go into it. So might might be a thingy, but when did you first see this film? Do, do you remember? Do you have an idea when you first saw it? Obviously... It wasn't a cinema, it was on VHS. I might even be a TV. I think it was probably a TV rip or video recording. We probably would have been four or five, somewhere, somewhere around wow. there. Wow. Yeah. Well, actually then, you were probably younger than me when I saw this film. Because I was, I was probably like end of high, primary school when I saw this film for the first time. Like I yeah, saw so it on VHS as well. Seen, seen it before you then, yeah. Uh, um... I'm sure I remember watching it while I was still living in Carlisle, and I left there 93. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so, no, just a couple of quick questions before we jump into the film. So, um, did you get upset when, and did you cry when Optimus Prime was killed? No, but this is, this is the thing, because I was watching all the Transformers in a very random order, just in whatever order I could get VHSs. Yeah. So, to spoil for anyone that hasn't seen after Transformers the movie, uh, I think I'd actually seen the return of Optimus Prime before this. You know what? That's absolutely hilarious that you say that, because I'm the exact same. I saw the return of Optimus Prime before I saw Transformers yeah. the movie. I think it was just easier to get that VHS. Yeah, Rob had it on VHS, and I was around there, it's like, oh, and we watched it, and I was like, oh my lord, must mean at some point Optimus Prime gets killed. <laughs> Exactly so. So that is, uh, so I actually wasn't so upset as the legends are of children in theatres and cinemas, bawling, letters being sent to producers and writers. 
Yeah, he, he, no, I don't think people were fans of it, were they? Coming up then, well, so there's only a few questions. So, uh, who do you prefer, Megatron or Galvatron? Uh, be aware that the right answer is Galvatron. Um, it's going to be Megatron. I, th- I think I oh, think the I think the writing for Galvatron <laughs> is a bit weird in season three. Oh yeah, it's a nutcase. It's just an absolute nutcase shooting his shooting at his own men randomly, screaming at like rocks. <laughs> just, ah! Yeah, guy's nutter, but I love it. Um, finally, before we jump into the plot of the film, I need to know how many versions of this movie do you own? So obviously, I'll have had a VHS copy at some point. I've had at least. Probably twice recorded off TV. Probably one off terrestrial with adverts and then once off Sky. Um, had the original DVD release. So had the DVD release that came with the whole TV box set. Had the DVD release oh, yeah. that came out where it's the first time in the UK you could hear them say shit. Mm. Which I think is like the 20th anniversary version. I've got that yeah. one, yeah, yeah. In the metal box. I never got the first Blu-ray release, but I got the Blu-ray release of the upgraded 4K scan. I think it's a 30th anniversary version, and then the most recent 35th anniversary for full 4K release. Oh Jesus! I have on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. And I'll probably get it again when they release <laughs> it for the 40th anniversary. Yeah, but it won't even be like a physical thing that will be digitally imprinted into your brain. You can just access the movie at any time you want. Pretty much. It might be like a VR release or something. <laughs> cool. So that's it in terms of questions. Just get a feel. Um, we'll jump into the plot. So we'll, I've, I've written like a, a thing like I was going to say it on my own, but I've got you here. So we'll, we'll, we'll run through. So I think the first thing we should probably do is set people's mind at ease for people who haven't seen this film. Because the film is set in 2005. So I think we can all safely say that this film is not actually going to happen. Maybe in like 3005, but definitely not in 2005. Essentially, we kick off straight away. Huge planet eats another one. We do hear that the the eating planet is called Unicron. But we do jump straight into the action with this film. And it's something I'll go into with you in a little bit. But we get the Decepticons learning of a plot by those despicable Autobots to overthrow their rule of uh, Cybertron in like a staged assault. And of course, the Decepticons being as uh, smart as they are, intercept said assault and in well, i can only imagine probably had people in the cinema crying at this point kill a load of of uh, autobots within like it's easily the first like what 10 minutes of the film easily killed like half your original original yeah. cast of autobots are dead so yeah this is very the whole point of this film on a meta level is hasbro uh or whoever the toy company was at the time uh getting rid of the original mm. wave and we're moving on to, yeah. the, to the new toys. So we do that by Megatron just yeah. outright in executing a, a vicious, people. Vicious manner. Um, it's probably one of my favourite parts of the, the film, just how they just blast a hole into the ship and then everyone just turns around like really flabbergasted that they've got Decepticons behind them and they just start firing. <laughs> you lose Ironhide, Prowl, uh, Ratchet, I think those... Yeah, I think I think those are the main three that yeah, we see in this scene. Done. Get off. <laughs> um, but just going back briefly, not really a plot thing, but between the Unicron prologue and the going into the Autobot, do you prefer hearing the theme and seeing the credits, or as we get on the UK releases, the very Star Wars influenced scroll catching us up? 
I don't think I've ever seen it with the scroll. So that was the original UK version. How it had always had a light Star Wars just catching people up. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that version then. Yeah. So that I, doesn't think, sound... I think after the DVD version you got, it's always mm. it's always been that version ever since that's been released over here. But yeah, on the old VHSs oh. and TV, we used to get the UK version with the scroll, and obviously with the with the censorship. Oh. Fascinating. No, I think I think you've got to go with the credits, haven't you? No, I, maybe because I was just raised on the, having the scroll. I think I think the the scroll is quite interesting. That's very Star Wars. Yeah, though, it's it? it's completely ripped off Star Wars. But to me, <laughs> I think I saw that before Star Wars. Ah, uh, okay. So. And I definitely did not see that before Star Wars. Actually, do you know what? Something I'll, I'll pick it up actually towards the end because I, I rewatched it. This is you know we're recording this now, but I I watched it last night. I was supposed to watch it yesterday afternoon. I completely forgot. Watched it last night, and at the end, I'm absolutely adamant. At the end, that there was a voiceover. The, yeah, again, this is the UK said, version. Optimus... Yeah. Okay, but in the yeah, in the one I watched last night, it wasn't there. No, I don't think it's because I think uh, obviously I'm not got this in writing or confirmed, but I, I would imagine that dubbing was added in for like the VHS release in when they knew where season three already goes. It's like, and the greatest Autobot of them all, Optimus Prime, will return. Yeah. And this, it just wasn't there. And I was like, I'm sure there was a bit at the end of this film last time I watched it. Yeah, so that, that I think is for the UK release, when it was when yeah. they were doing all the VHS copies. Huh. Fascinating. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting little tidbit, that. So we do, as I said, we've, I've, 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 my show notes are literally, I've just put, that's right, killing. You do not see these guys again. <laughs> Um, so the Decepticons use the hijack Autobot ship to uh, attack Autobot City, and of course we have the the fight ensuing. Um, for some reason, I put Auto Boot Leader. Hmm. Um, auto correct. Auto correct. There. Um, rocks up and seems to do more more to fight off the Decepticons than all the other Autobots combined, which is just classic. Classic Transformers, isn't it? It's like you can have all you can have a hundred million Autobots. Optimus Prime's the only one who's really going to do anything. By this point, we have our first introduction of our hair rock soundtrack for this film. Yes, we do start hearing some some uh, some. Well, we've already first, had lion. We've well, had the lion. Depending on your version, day, yeah, yeah. But we get um. We also get the touch here as yep. well. And is it there? The first no dare comes later on, doesn't uh, it? Symphony of Destruction, which is their mega dare. Symphony of Destruction, that's it. Yeah, so Symphony of Destruction. We got um, uh, the touch comes when Optimus Prime comes to save the day. Of course, we <laughs> yeah, but of course Optimus Prime doesn't really save the day because he gets killed. Him and Megatron do the uh, well. He doesn't actually kill Megatron, which I always find really funny. But he does kill. Um, Optimus Prime, we get our really sad bit where Ultra Magnus becomes the new leader of the Autobots, and Starscream becomes the new leader of the Decepticons, however briefly. Um, he, gets the new he, of the finally, he finally gets his due, he finally manages to off Megatron by throwing him out into space. Yes! Along is- with... One thing I did notice last night, actually, when I watched it, and I hadn't put it in my notes, but it's just clicked in my brain, a few of those Decepticons who get thrown out of Astro Train are at Starscream's coronation. Yes, there are animation errors in this film. <laughs> there are a couple. So I think who gets off from uh, Starscream throwing people out of Astro Train. So I think it's Thundercracker, Ramjet, 
yep. and the Insecticons. Yep. yep. And Megatron, and obviously. Megatron. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we see Insecticons again on Junkion, and we see Thundercracker and Ramjet fly from Cybertron to take on Unicron at the end. Yes, and they're also at the coronation. Yeah. <laughs> They are they are featured multiple times despite being being offed a lot earlier on in the well not a lot earlier on but very much earlier on in the movie. Um, but I didn't notice that until last night. It was the first time I ever went. I thought to myself like I had to rewind and just pause it, and I was like, ah, oh, those guys were thrown out of the thrown out of Astro Train. Yeah, there are, um, there are animation errors with which toys are still around and which ones aren't. But, yeah, um, I still think it. Some of the backgrounds and some of the transformation scenes are really well animated in this film. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I one thing I really like. So we'll, we'll jump into it then. So Unicron intercepts the floating uh, Decepticons and converts them into the new toys. I'm sorry, the new the new Transformers: uh, Galvatron, Scourge, Cyclonus, and the Sweeps. Now I think the bit where they are being turned into those. Transformers is 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 all like where you see like the the components in almost like a blueprint. Oh yeah, well, and then you see the see internals it. and the like, just like Megatron's eyes. Just yeah, yeah. I think that pretty creepy. Yeah. Oh yeah, really creepy, but I think really really cool. Oh absolutely, and really effect. Yeah, you sort of it, it rips the almost rips the outer layer. It basically rips the, the skin components. off. Yeah, and then it, it wraps around the new layer. Which then morphs them into the new Transformer. Yeah, it's, so, a, it's like, a little Galvatron bit body horror in part, mm, but it's super cool. Yeah. Um, so basically, Gal- uh, Unicron sends these new Decepticons to track down the Matrix of Leadership, which he foolishly, in a schoolboy villain error, tells the other villain that that's the only thing that can beat him, and proceeds to send said other villain. <laughs> <laughs> He's not one for being told what to do. Um, after after said uh, item, the they do attack the limping away Autobots, and then we get two groups essentially split up from that point. So we have Hot Rod and um, Cop. The Dinobots go in split one way. We have Ultra Magnus, um, RC, and Springer go in. Uh, a different way. So this is where sort of the thing we'll go into a little bit more in terms of how I feel about this part of the film because I'm not going to lie, it's not my favourite part. Um, in fact, saying it's not my favourite part is probably not a not accurate enough thing about how little this movie I enjoy. But the um, also in the interim as well, Unicron has attacked Cybertron's moon bases, which of course has meant Spike from the original series and Bumblebee both go MIA as well left to to their fate which we find out later on in the film um, we do also of course get to see Starscream's coronation which we've already touched on briefly where of course my man Galvatron uh, rocks up transforms into a rather large cannon and blasts Starscream in epic fashion into uh, a pile of black dust um I really enjoy that part of the film. Oh, it was very, it was very satisfying to see yeah. Starscream get his final club hoppers just as he's on the throne. Yeah, and he gets blasted so hard. Somehow he has a ghost. Yeah, that's how much he got killed. He got so killed that he has to inhabit Unicron's brain. <laughs> but uh, we'll come to that if we ever cover season three. Season three, so I love season three. I hate it. 
like in terms of some of the episodes that I've watched, but I love it at the same time. It's funny. Um, so anyway, we get to now see the two different groups of Autobots. So we have a load who've landed on the planet Junkion. They're attacked. Ultra Magnus is killed, in speech quotes. And the Matrix is then taken by Galvatron. On the flip side, the others have landed. Now, is this planet Quintessa? Or is that, or is never, that in another episode? It's never named in this film where they land. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Um, we just know that it's a planet controlled by the Quintessons. I don't think it is Quintessa, yeah. because I think they get run off this planet, is the, is the idea. Yeah. Well, we land on um, the Quintesson planet, we get to see our Shark to Cons, the Universal Greeting, which I'm not going to try and repeat, because I know I'll get it wrong. Um, and we get to see the, the Courts as well, which I thought was quite funny. Um, with The one solitary uh, Quintesson just proclaiming innocent all the time. It messed up my understanding of the legal system as a child. <laughs> he just thought it was a Quintesson spinning its head, going innocent. It's and, like, and why, was why it. are they getting sacrificed if he's being told that if they if he's saying they're innocent? No, <laughs> if they're guilty, they really get dropped in it. They get raised up and then dropped, not just dropped. It's the only real. It's the only real difference. Um, now, obviously, everybody escapes and meets back up. They, of course, then decide they're going to go and attack and fight Unicron. Back at Unicron, though, Galvatron, of course, remembering that the Matrix could uh, destroy Unicron, tries to, of course, control Unicron. It's like, you know that bit in Firefly, the very first episode of Firefly, where Wash is in the cockpit and he's got the dinosaurs. And he's like, ah, this looks like your grave. And he's like, ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. It's like, come on. Did, did you... <laughs> Did you really not think this this guy who um, only reason was like yeah? Did you really think Megatron Galvatron was honestly going to uh, honestly going to do what you say forever? Yeah, it work out for Galvatron though, does it? Because he's still being mind controlled and put through pain, and just got told it's not going to work. Now I'm going to eat your planet. Yes, and I do love that part of the film where he just transforms into the 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 Satan looking Unicron and just just like. You'll now witness its dismemberment. I was like, that's such an awesome word to use. <laughs> and eats um, Galvatron. And eats Galvatron. Just like a like a snack. Um we do of course now see an, a weird combined Decepticon Autobot Junkion uh, assault force fighting Unicron over Cybertron. In the interim, we do get a few Autobots go in, so Magnus, Springer, RC go in. They rescue um, Spike and Bumblebee, who I found to have very much survived. We get our, our final one-on-one fight between Hot Rod and Galvatron. I of saw that coming. From the moment he gets the the Matrix at the beginning and hands it to Ultra Magnus, you kind of like, yeah, this is going to be our this is going to be our new leader by the end of it. Not this random like lorry that that they've that they've put in as a red herring to make us think this guy's going to be the leader. It's like no chance, mate. And then, of course, he he gets the Matrix, grows about eight feet, his voice gets slightly deeper, becomes Rodimus Prime, and throws Galvatron in one throw out of Unicron and into space. I I don't know what they're putting in that Matrix of Leadership, but it's clearly the good stuff. Um, Of course, they defeat Unicron, and in some weird-ass Return of the Jedi-esque clothes... We have all the uh, everyone celebrating, just 
completely forgetting of of how many Autobots were actually viciously murdered throughout the course of this movie. <laughs> Which I think is really funny. But saying that, I found that really funny in Star Wars as well. When they're all dancing and stuff at the end, it's like, how many of these people have died? <laughs> There's a whole bit where they warn you, many bottoms died to bring us this information. And everyone's still dancing and high-fiving at the end. It's really funny. So yeah, so that's really the end of the film. In terms of, I know it's condensed, not as uh, detailed as it probably could be, but we'll go into it, but yeah, I imagine a little bit more detail. We'll look at sort of like the ups and downs of the film. So, like I said, before we started recording, not many downs, really. Quite a lot of ups. 